This week on the Shooter's Touch, we bring on senior guard for the Drake women's basketball team, Hannah Fuller. Hannah is a native of West Des Moines and comes from a big basketball family, has three sisters who have always played basketball and have been very, very competitive with each other and on their specific teams as well. It was very fun to talk to Hannah about some of her transition, the transition from high school to college, how that freshman year ended up. We talk a little bit about the ups and downs and then how her game progressed, how her, her leadership progressed as she, as she got older. This previous year, 2021, she had an injury that held her out for most of the year. She played two games and then, uh, and then sat out the rest of the year. And it was also very interesting to talk to her about her mindset you know, during that year, what role she had to play, what role she moved into um, as, she couldn't, as she couldn't step into her role on the court. So great conversation with Hannah. Quick note, we recorded this episode before her, her, her previous head coach, Coach Jenny, um, accepted the Oklahoma head coaching job. So didn't ask her about that. Um, surprise for a lot of people, I believe, but obviously a good step for Jenny. Um, and, you know, we got a, a few great years out of, uh, you know, out of her staff and, and her and the teams um, here at Drake. So we appreciate that. But as mentioned, here she is, Hannah Fuller. I got the shooter's touch. Can't nobody shoot like me. Fourth quarter down three, need a two and one. Better call on me, better call on me. If you know you need a shooter, I'm ice cold like a cooler. Get you right though, I can tutor this. That mic flow, I'm a hooper. I got blue faces. Well, Hannah, we really appreciate your time and welcome to the Shooter's Touch. Thank you. I'm happy to be on here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Thanks uh, for joining us. Before we get into your story a little bit, um, do you want to know how, how are things with the family? So one of one of four girls at home, is that right? And uh, we were talking a little off air, basketball family for sure. Yeah, one of four girls. Family's doing really well. Um, I have an older sister, lives in Des Moines, works in, she's an accountant for Bergen KDV. Um, I have a younger sister, Shay. She's a sophomore now yeah sophomore at minnesota state playing ball loving it there and then i have a younger sister we were talking about uh jenna she's fifth grade you know doing all the sports loving it and just really soaking up you know being the youngest kid so family's doing well um yeah that's great my uh my wife's actually one of four so i can relate a little bit to your dad um first of all and then just the household in general as far as having four girls running in all different directions that's funny he always says my dad says he raised us like boys yeah well i tell you what he, he, put, <laughs> he put two girls in uh college basketball ranks um and another one that's well on her way so he, he must have done something right oh i i think so i think he did so well good let's talk a little bit about that growing up we always kind of like to start a little bit about where sports in general but basketball specifically kind of started to come into your life and, and and be a part um of your everyday that you did and so so what so what do you remember growing up maybe when was the first time that all of a sudden like hey this this little orange ball is this is kind of fun yeah so as you said I grew up in West Des Moines um just down the road from where I'm at now with Drake um grew up very competitive household my parents both played college sports so it's kind of just in our dna you know we always joke whether we're playing pickup basketball at the park or uno at the kitchen table like we're competitive no one likes to lose so it's just how we grew up and um yeah i played all the sports growing up when i was younger but it wasn't until 
summer going into my going into freshman year where I really fell in love with basketball and I was kind of in between softball and basketball at that time but as many of you probably know softball is in the summer here in Iowa and so so it's AU basketball and I knew if I wanted to play college basketball I was going to have to make the decision to stop playing softball which was really really tough um looking back I wish I've could have played all the sports in high school, but really just kind of focused on basketball. Spent a lot of time, you know, in the gym with that orange ball, fell in love with the game, played with all Iowa Tech, um, started that in fifth grade, actually. So spent a lot of time in Ames. Uh, I can't speak enough about that program. They are doing great things for the state of Iowa for women's basketball and, you know, really putting Iowa girls on the map. But love, love basketball, um, kind of took me to where I am now. I'm playing at Drake, as you, as you said, I'm a senior guard, uh, actually was injured this past year. So had to sit out. Unfortunately, that was a really hard year, but I decided to stay for a fifth year. So really looking forward to getting another opportunity to play. Well, perfect. Lot to unpack there. First of all, so you talked about softball, your, your mom actually played softball, correct? Up at she Iowa did. State? Yep. yep, she did. And, and then the other part of that, like you said, a lot of athletes run into this situation, uh, specifically you look at the CIML and the 4A or and for girls 5A level, that freshman year kind of becomes that breaking point of, okay, yeah. you know, how am I going to start to kind of focus on one thing? And with summer softball, as you mentioned, it is so hard, uh, you know, because as a player, that's especially on the basketball side, that's when you really kind of get after it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so you mentioned a lot of trips up to up to Ames and the Kingdom. What uh, what do you guys what do you remember a little bit about that experience? Obviously, playing fifth grade through then. Would you play in the summers then as a, a junior and senior as well, or how, what did that look like? Yeah, so I played year round, you know, in the winter, in the summer, up until high school basketball. So it was really busy with that. Um, I remember we had practice at like four thirty one year in elementary school and class or school got out at 3.55, so I'd actually have to leave school early to get to Ames on time. <laughs> so I just, and I remember my teacher being like, why are you doing this? Like, this is crazy. But, you know, I just, that's what you had to do. Um, no, but um, we spent a lot of time in Ames. I met some of my best friends playing for All I Would Attack. You know, I still talk to a lot of them now, even almost every day. Um, like Ellie Ruffridge, who had a great season in career at Missouri State and Taylor Kissinger, who's now at uh, Nebraska, you know, she had hip surgery, had to medically retire, but was, you know, right away made a huge impact for Nebraska. And, you know, I could go on and on, but those are like some of my best friends, you know, I'll talk to them, they'll be in my wedding, you know, we really traveling the world together, playing basketball that we just love so much. It was, they were probably the main reason why I fell in love with basketball. It was just because I loved playing with my best friends and, um, you know, we got to practice together. We spent a lot of time together. So. It's uh, that's the biggest thing. And the kind of the biggest reason, even for this podcast is the relationships that you build um, through the sport that we all love. It's, it's, it, that's the overlying theme and kind of the big, the big reason on why we do this. But yeah. so any opportunity or at what age, cause what's the difference between you and Shay two years. So did two you guys years. get a chance to play the, I know you played together in high school, but did you play together at attack at all? Or how did that come together? No. So actually it's funny enough in high school, I played with my older sister the first two years and then my younger sister in the last two years. So I was always with another fuller, which, you know, you could, as you can imagine, a lot of stories come from that, but um, no, we actually never got to play together at attack. We might've played against each other a couple of times, but 
never with each other at TAC, just in high school. Gotcha. Um, no, that's great. So then getting to the varsity level um, at Valley, as you mentioned, was, first of all, I guess, when did you kind of burst onto the scene at the varsity level? And did you kind of have one of those, hey, welcome to the CMML moments that you can remember where you're like, hey, I'm playing varsity basketball? Yeah, that was a dream of mine to play and start varsity as a freshman. Um, you know, that's what I worked for for so for so long. Um, but, you know, it wasn't until I think like the Valley Dowling basketball game where I was like, holy cow, there's thousands of people in this arena. Like, that's just such a huge rival. And um, the CIML, though, the CML, CIML is tough. And there's a lot of really good teams with a lot of talent. A lot of those girls go off and play college ball, too. And, you know, you had to show up every game. And that's kind of was so, so much fun about it is you had to show up and everyone had a fair chance to, you know, make it to the state tournament. And, you know, lucky enough, you guys probably know, but my senior year, we actually won state, uh, the state tournament. And that was the first time Valley had ever done that. So really special moment, but the CIML, yeah, we are probably one of the best conferences. I mean, probably biased opinion, but in Iowa. Yeah, no, I would, we've said it on the pod several times too. I mean, the amount of talent night in and night out, and you mentioned it earlier. I mean, all Iowa attack has a lot to do with that. Mm -hmm. um, and just the growth of club basketball uh, in central Iowa, uh, I think is a big part of that. Um, but yeah, so you mentioned it obviously ended the uh, high school career the way that you wanted to. Um, but what, as far as building up to that moment, what, what, what do you kind of remember um, throughout, you know, your four years at Valley and getting a chance to play maybe some adversity that you overcame and to ultimately, you know, reach that goal of winning a championship your senior year? Yeah. So let's go freshman year. We made it to the tournament and it had been a long time that Valley had gone without making to the state tournament we lost first round I think we were just so happy to be there and then we got there we kind of you know laid an egg we had a really good team that year but you know then sophomore year let's see we lost in the championship and that was tough because that was my my older sister's last year her senior year and again really great team between her and Grace Vanderweide who went off and played college basketball like we we were a really good team and that was really hard because I wanted it so bad for her, my older sister, just to, you know, finish because she wasn't going to play in college. Um, you know, so I wanted her to finish on a, on a win, but that was tough, really motivated me. And then junior year, we had a really talented group of freshmen and we were kind of all over the place, didn't have the best year, didn't even make it to the tournament, which, you know, then when you come senior year, like you're so motivated, you know, it's your last year, you got to give it all you got, you know, it's, you know, last time playing for your high school. And I remember just even in like summer camps and just like the fall, we would work so hard. We lifted weights, we did extra conditioning. Like this year we really bought in and, um, you know, we were so connected on like a deeper level that that really propelled us, propelled us to, you know, ultimately winning state, state championship. And gosh, it's, I still like get goosebumps talking about it because it was just such a surreal moment. And as you know, a basketball guru, when you grow up, you watch the state tournament every year, you know, you skip school a couple of days and you go down and you watch the tournament and you just dream of, you know, one day, hopefully making it, if not winning. And, you know, just to end my career at Valley on a W is really special. 
Well, that's the way that uh, any and every basketball player wants to go out. And so the opportunity to be able to do that and have those memories that you'll carry with you forever is, is really something special. And so um, just real quick and refresh my memory a little bit. I don't have it in front of me. What your senior year, um, I remember watching the games, but take me through those three games uh, down at state and what you remember about that experience. Yeah. So let's see. First round, we played Dowling Catholic. Um, so big game, obviously. Yeah. That was when Kalen Clark, who's now killing it at Iowa, oh, yeah. um, was a freshman. And, you know, I know her really well. We, you know, played attack together. And I, she would always, always carpool together. I'd drive her to every practice. And so we still are in contact now. But played against her fresh, the first game of the tournament, um, you know, I think we won pretty easily that game. Uh, I hope she listens to this just for that reason. But, <laughs> no, then we moved on and we played uh, Iowa City West. So that was a really, really good game. You know, they have a couple girls who now play college ball, you and I. Uh, there's a Logan Cook at Iowa and really talented team, really well coached, BJ. Um, you know, they do a really good job that program uh so beat them in the semis and then we went on and played cedar falls in the championship who also has a couple girls who play at you and i so it wasn't easy but yeah no that's now that you say that i remember yeah because that's uh from from a program standpoint you know a tradition uh the girls programs from dowling to west uh cedar falls you you guys definitely uh ran the gauntlet that year um and obviously came out victorious in the championship game Horn sounds, senior year, last high school game. Take me through a little bit of your thought process, your your emotions when you're like, hey, I'm a state champion. Um, this is my last game with these girls. Uh, what, what were some of the feelings? I So we, he sub, coach subbed us out, you know, starters with like 10 seconds left, maybe, I don't know. And I remember just like sitting on the bench and just like looking at the crowd. And I was just like in disbelief. I like, you know, it's, it's still like so surreal. You, you know, you dream and you work so hard for one moment and, you know, just to do it with my younger sister, Shay too, who was on, you know, she was on the team, had a really great game, her, the championship game, she stepped up big, but, you know, it was just like, kind of like a sigh of relief, like all your hard work finally paid off and, you know, all the sacrifices that you made growing up playing AU basketball, you know, quitting softball and you know not really playing other sports really specializing in basketball just like really paid off that's great and I I think that uh, a lot of other athletes listening will be able to um, relate with you there and and like you said just such a sense of relief not not so much the, the pressures that we all put on ourselves and the expectations of when you get there like hey now we have to win this but yeah. but it's the years before it's the years leading up to that and so that's great and obviously like I said the goal of all all ball players and all athletes to be able to go out on top um, but then so then we've kind of fast forward a little bit or maybe not so much because depending on how um, this works for you but what do you remember about the recruitment process so now you're a senior um, I believe you already decided at this point, but what did the, what did the recruitment process look like for you as far as playing at the next level? So recruiting, let's see, recruiting started for me um, after my freshman season at Valley. So it kind of started, you know, I was getting a bunch of letters and mail in the mail and then phone calls and 
I think at that point I had to call coaches. So like my AAU coaches or coach Sigrist, my high school coach would send me a text and say, Hey, give this coach a call. So it's, I don't know, the rules are always changing. So I don't know what it's like now, but so I was talking to coaches and then after my AAU season that summer is when I really like started to pick up offers. Uh, you know, Drake was actually my first offer. And once I had that first offer, I, you know, more and more kept coming in. Um, and I was constantly on the phone trying to make a decision. And I was like, okay, I just want to figure this out. So went on a few visits, um, you know, everywhere I went, I was constantly comparing it to Drake. Um, and so I was like, wow, like, you know, maybe that really, that really is where I want to go. And it's hard growing up, you know, like 15 minutes down the road, you kind of like, or like, I don't want to go to school in my hometown. You kind of like put up that wall, but you know, I, obviously I made the right decision. I'm really happy with the decision that I made, but um, like I said, everywhere I was going, I was comparing and I just loved the way Drake, um, like how everyone supports Drake and how much better of a person I knew I was going to leave Drake University. Um, they, you know, they challenge you in more ways than just on the court. And I saw that right away. And I saw how much the team got along and how it was just such like a family atmosphere and they were winning games at the time. They were, you know, were really picking up and, you know, winning conference and um, the nap center was sold out some games and it's, you know, they, you know, we bring in a lot of fans, the, in the nap center. So it was just really special. And I just kind of like had that feeling. Yeah. Like that's where I want to be. So I ended up committing, I think it was August going into my sophomore year. So super early, um, but, you know, I'm really glad I made this decision. Yeah, we think you made the right decision too. Yeah. So, um, but how, how much of a role or how big was it for you that um, obviously Drake was there early? Uh, you know, they were one of the first ones there. Like you said, it, whether consciously, subconsciously, it, it created a comparison for you. Um, so now you're comparing everything to Drake. And like you said, you were trying to find the negatives in Drake, but it, it all kept coming back. And obviously that's why you made the right decision. But uh, how big do you think it was that, that those coaches were on you early and as far as creating uh, that relationship with you? Yeah, I think that was huge, especially being down the road. Like they knew who I was. They could come to a lot of games. Um, being an Iowa kid, Iowa kid really helps <laughs> and um, going to a big high school, you know, your name gets put out there, but the one they, you know, they reached out to me first, they found me first. And yeah, I mean, it kind of speaks a lot to Jenny and her staff and how they do like to recruit local. They do like to recruit Iowa kids and they have such a belief in Iowa and all Iowa attack and, you know, what's, what's going on here. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Okay, made made the decision. Now you got three years left of school, of high school, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. And so then, what? Uh, I guess maybe this would be a hard question to answer, but but how did your mindset change after you made that decision on the court as a high school player? Yeah, no, it definitely did. You know, it takes the pressure off and like that expectation off and you can just play basketball and you can just fall in love with the game even more because you don't have any pressure or, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, trying to perform so you can get recruited or try to go to your dream school, like the decisions made for you. And then you, I also was really, you know, one big thing too is I got to come to a bunch of games. So I kind of, you know, fell in love. We got to meet people and 
you know, just really grew with the university, you know, for a long time before I even got here. But the biggest thing for me was just no pressure, you know, spend more time, less time on the phone, more time in the gym, you know, yeah. just really got to like take the pressure off and didn't really have many expectations besides just getting better. Yeah. And I, I would agree with you there. You know, when I got, <clears throat> when I was getting recruited, you know, it was essentially three schools, you and I, Drake and Creighton, and you and I was half hour up the road from me. So I got to go to a lot more games, got to build that relationship with all those guys and all those coaches. So that's a, that's a big deal, especially not just for you, but I'm a, I'm assuming for your parents as well. Um, you know, getting to talk to them and getting to talk to the coaches and everything like that too. Yeah. And you kind of get a help with the recruiting process too. There was many times you're like, Hey, like reach out to this girl, like she'd be coming in with you. So that was also really fun. Cause I was the first one to come in my class. Um, and so it was fun to go see, you know, go to tournaments and be like, Oh, they're recruiting this girl. Yeah. Like I should just go say something to her, you know? So that was also a really nice piece. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, all right. So fast forward, uh, you're on campus at Drake. Um, <clears throat> those first couple workouts, uh, what were those like? Um, and then after that, what was the biggest transition, would you say, from high school basketball to college basketball? Yeah, those first few workouts, I feel like I was just a chicken with my head cut off. They, the pace was so fast. Everything was so physical. Girls did not stop talking. It was constant communication. I was like, what is going on? Um, you know, and they, like the, the team that I joined when my freshman year, they were, we were really good. And so, you know, the biggest transition for me was I just went from being, you know, one of the best players in high school in the state of Iowa to then now I'm on a team where everybody's just as good, if not better than you. And so you had to work that much harder and you had, you know, you kind of had a reality check that, you know, you're not going to be the star. Like you just were in high school, like you're now a role player, your freshman year and you, um, you know, you you had all these expectations coming in, but you know, the, I wouldn't say I didn't meet them, but it's different. And, you know, you kind of have to like, remember as a freshman, you're on a really, really good team. And so that, I think that was the hardest thing for me was just like having to take a step back. Um, you know, you don't play as many minutes as you think you would, or, you know, score as much as you think you would, but my team was just really, really good. And, you know, as we know, we won conference that year, you know, the regular season in the tournament. And so it's just like still an amazing year and amazing experience. But I think that was definitely the hardest transition for me. Was that a, uh, I guess in your mind, was that a hard transition? Was that a hard mindset shift that you had to make? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think so. Looking back, I mean, in the moment you kind of are like, wow, like this is so different. Everyone is so good here. And you got to up your game that much more. You got to spend so much more time in the gym. Like practices were so much harder and um, just like, like I said, faster and the tempo and everything was so different. So that was probably the, the biggest transition. Um, but your mindset does change a little bit when, you know, when you are sitting on a bench and not playing the entire game. Right. But, oh. Right. Um. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I mean, we've, we've obviously been through that too, and it is <clears throat> for some people uh, a hard transition. And so it's good that you, you know, you kind of kind of roll, rolled with it. It sounded like, and uh, just, you know, kind of took punches as they came, but uh, um, I, let's know you jump into your freshman year. Uh, obviously we talked a little bit about, you know, the transition and stuff like that. What do you remember about the actual season your freshman year? Oh, 
geez, freshman year. I don't, we did not have a very good non-conference, I remember. I think we really struggled. One thing that's really cool about Drake and the way we schedule is we play really hard teams. We play all mostly power five schools and non-conference to build our RPI, you know, to really help us towards the end for the end of the year and even to like get us prepared for conference. But I think we really struggled in our non-conference, but then once it hit conference, we flipped a switch. We went undefeated in the regular season and ended up winning the tournament, went on to the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, play Texas A&M at Texas A&M. They were a four seed. So we played their um, really, really close game. Um, and But we ended up losing. So we ended our season down there. But, you know, freshman year was fun. I mean, I really did enjoy my freshman year. I loved the team I was on. I was still playing. Like I wasn't just sitting, you know, a lot of kids freshman year don't even get in the game. I was playing, but um yeah, I, I think just learning our conference, I didn't really know, like, you kind of learn more about who people are while you're in it, and you get to travel to all these different cities, and we played that year, I remember, actually, so we played in the preseason WNIT tournament, we got picked to play in that, so I remember we won our first game for that, and then we went to play Oregon, uh, Oregon, um, and that was when Sabrina Nescu was kind of taken off. One of her triple doubles might have came against us. But, um, no, that was a fun way to start that year, too. Um, but, yeah, that was that was freshman year. So, one thing I, I, I remember that Texas A&M game, now that you say that. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand why the – with the women's tournament, why you would have to go to Texas A&M to play Texas A&M in the tournament. Like, we can't right? find a neutral site somewhere. I know. I know, but I – I think the same thing. I think that's kind of crazy, but they were one through four seeds get a host the first round. So, yeah, I know that that's how they always do it. And you know, like I said, it, when, when you're not a one through four seed, you're like, Oh man, yeah. come on. And I, I, I just remember it's, you guys having, weird. having a great year and being like, okay, here we go. You know, yep. and then being like at Texas A&M, like we're already fighting uphill. So I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, I guess after that, after that loss, then obviously, uh, you have the off season, what would you say, what would you say changed in that off season from your freshman off season? Obviously you're more prepared for everything. Um, what, what, um, what were some of the changes that you saw just on a personal level, um, excuse me, level from the off season of your incoming freshman season to your incoming sophomore season? The fact that I wasn't a freshman anymore and couldn't really use that as an excuse, you know, you have to build, you're more of a leader now and you still are expected to show up every single day. Now you have to set the example and kind of take the freshman under their wing and you know what to expect, you know, the offense, you know, the defense, you're not learning anymore. Um, And so I think the biggest thing for me was to just really work on, my own skills and develop my game. It was no longer trying to learn the offense or trying to learn our defense. It was more like personal and skill development. Nice. Was there, was there one thing that you were focusing on? I, gosh. Or just overall everything. You know, I, I, I probably, there was, I probably, you know, get more, try to work on getting my shot off faster. I know that was a big thing yeah. going from my freshman year to sophomore year because the game is so much faster. You don't have as much time to get your shot off and get your feet set. So I think that was honestly, I think I spent a lot of time, you know, you know, running and getting my feet set and getting a shot off, you know, a lot quicker. Yeah. I remember working on that every single off season. It's yeah. just, it, it can I'm never still be working enough. on that now. Yeah. So it's not it it like can never be really quick changed. enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. So um, 
obviously had a successful freshman. Um, now you're moving into sophomore. What were the expectations like? Were they the same as going into the freshman year? Um, and then how did that season end, end up um, as far as a couple things you remember as sophomore year? Yeah, sophomore year, um, you know, another we only lost one senior, so it's basically the same team uh, my sophomore year. We, gosh, I that year – that year was kind of a blur to be honest. <laughs> I felt like that year was so much fun still, but we, I remember that year we won the regular season conference and then I, we lost in the conference championship. I actually ended up fracturing my ankle in the championship game in the fourth quarter uh, against Missouri state. So I was out. Then we went on, we got an out large bid played in the NCAA tournament, played Missouri at Iowa, uh, lost that game on story for another time but we got called for a foul and she made free throws to win the game but don't think it was a foul still don't think it's a foul not mad about it but um no but that year uh I know I felt like I had more of a voice more of a role um you know things really started clicking for me my sophomore year awesome awesome yeah and, and expanding uh you know whether that be on the on the court or off the court to the team is is always a good thing. So that's awesome. Um, well, with the, with the fractured ankle, number one, <clears throat> sounds painful. Um, and number two, how was, how was, how was rehab with that? You know, were you, were you, were you out the entire off season then? So, yeah, we had postseason. I ended up not needing surgery. It's kind of like an avulsion fracture, just a really bad sprained ankle pulled chip, chipped a piece off my fibula or whatever. So not really a big deal, but I missed the last game of the year, obviously the NCAA tournament. Uh, the first round of that and then I was out for our postseason but come summer workouts I was full go so oh nice well that's good yeah so I didn't really miss too much but obviously it's tough when you miss the game that you worked for all year you know the NCAA yeah. tournament so that was a tough pill to swallow but yeah now, I didn't miss too much did that Missouri team was that was Allie Brown um Ellie that. Brown, yeah, she was on that team. That was like Sophie Cunningham, Ellie Brown, and you know Sophie's now playing in the WNBA with Phoenix Suns. So yep. she was the leader of that team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say because yeah, obviously I remember Allie from when she, her time at Johnston. Yeah. Um, and so good. Mm -hmm. No good. Yep. So now we're jumping into junior year. Um, obviously everything with freshman sophomore. You know, we've kind of gotten the. Uh, um, idea that, you know, you are expanding your game, expanding, you know, your leadership roles um, as, as, uh, as years go on. So it sounds like that's probably going to happen junior year, but was, uh, what about, do you remember, um, hear about the actual season? Um, obviously coming off an injury that, uh, you know, you had, had, had a little time to recover from, but uh, what did, what was junior season like? Yeah. So junior season, um, I remember being out postseason and then I was so hungry just to get back because I, felt like in the summer was like my time to get better before we started preseason and in actual um, season workouts. So ended up coming first off the bench uh, my junior year, um, you know, played, played pretty good minutes. Uh, we, let's see, we had a pretty good non-conference, um, lost a few games we shouldn't have. Um, then we kind of struggled. We had, I mean, struggle as in like we lost three games of the conference season too. Right. So, for me, that's like we struggle because I'm so used to like winning conference and um, but yeah, no conference was fun came time, you know, we were really clicking towards the end of the year we had 
a loss that we shouldn't have and we kind of brought us really close together and you know we were had a lot of momentum and then you know we were on the road to the conference tournament and the bus just turns around and that's when we found out that our conference had been had canceled the tournament NCAA tournament was canceled and um our season was over and so you know obviously your heart just breaks for the seniors who had just played their last game not knowing it and um you know we had no idea what we're doing living in a pandemic you have no idea so you know a lot of a lot of questions but you know really emotional time just when the bus just like turned around we were watching twitter and it was like conference after conference canceling and we were like ours has to be next you know we like like well maybe you know maybe we won't maybe just no fans like whatever but no it ended up getting canceled and you know that was tough then we got you know sent home we're in quarantine for that rest of the year and then in the summer came I guess this is jumping into senior year but summer workouts then look completely different uh you know just yeah crazy time crazy emotional time but Hey, so yeah. real quick, what? that loss that you shouldn't have had at the end of the year, that didn't happen to come to you and I then, did it? <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but that did. <laughs> hey, I told you, we're, we're not going to have any hard feelings on this podcast today. No. That's funny. <laughs> well, and then you mentioned your other uh, conference losses would have been to a ranked Missouri State team that year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's funny when you say we struggled a little bit. We struggled, had three yeah. losses in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you asked Jenny, right? she would have said we really struggled. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hey, after you know, after conference, after conference tournament got canceled, um, after junior year, what kind of pers- uh, um, what kind of perspective did that give you guys? Yeah, huge perspective change. You know, you don't really realize how special something is until it's taken from you. And you know, even this year, I realized that even harder. You know, being out all year, but you know, we kind of were just like we had time to sit and reflect and you know I think our biggest takeaway was to not take any practice or any game or any bus ride for granted because sometimes you just get so caught up and you just go through the motions of you know practice or drills or like everyday weights and it's like this isn't guaranteed like we have no idea what could happen tomorrow even so I think that was a huge huge adjustment that our team made even going into this year. Yeah. And, you know, we talked to a bunch of coaches, a bunch of players on here. And if there's any type of silver lining, you know, within the basketball community, it's, it is that I think that you don't, uh, you know, <clears throat> we get to play this game every day. You get to play this game every day, but uh, you know, the next day isn't really, isn't really given to you. And obviously moving on to your senior year um, or this past year, you know, with, with, with the um, injury that you had, sounds like that perspective probably grew a little bit during uh, your senior year. Yeah. So even backtracking a little bit in quarantine, I was just so set on just having this amazing senior year. You know, I, at that time I wasn't planning on right now staying another year. And so I, you know, worked out so much during the, during that COVID year while I was home um, or during quarantine while I was home and spent so much time with basketball and like doing things. So I, when I knew I got back on campus, I was going to be ready. Um, You know, I worked so hard ended up, you know, earning a spot in the starting lineup, you know, everything felt like it was clicking. Then come preseason, so I'll just take you through my injury a little bit. Starting preseason, I, my foot bothering me, but as an athlete, you're like, everything hurts every once in a while. It's like an ache, you know, it's whatever. So 
kept playing, kept playing. We're practicing. This is before games started. Playing the first game, played pretty well. You know, after the game, I was like, holy cow, like my foot hurts so bad. I'm like there's something wrong, but I refused to believe it because I had worked so hard to get to where I was at at that moment. So I'm like, ah, oh, like I, I don't want to get it looked at yet. Like I'll be fine. Like let me just keep playing. Got put in a boot, didn't practice all week, tried to play in the second game, and it was in the second quarter, and I could not put any weight on my foot. And I think just in that moment, I was like, okay, like there's actually something wrong. Like I knew something was wrong because. I, like I said, I couldn't put any weight on my foot. Whatever ended up being non-weight bearing for like 10 weeks, had foot surgery and, you know, all the above. But like you said, you really gain a new perspective when you have to sit out. You know, Jenny, my head coach, kind of called me like a player coach. So even though I was sitting out, I still learned so much about the game. I still grew as a player. It was just in a different role. And um, you know, it took me a while to really embrace that because I was just so mad and like upset that I had worked so hard to get to where I wanted to be and the player I wanted to be. And then I, you know, I was hurt. So yeah, definitely, definitely a hard year, but I still think I grew a lot from it. And, you know, it was definitely an emotional roller coaster, you know, always highs and lows, but yeah, I gained a new appreciation for the game. I realized how much I loved it. And, you know, that's that's the reason why I'm staying here for another year. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So when you when you were at, at those lows, maybe there was one, maybe there's multiple. Um, you know, I, in my experience, at least I'm talking to other people, there's always always something that gets you through that low. What, what was that for you? It, my teammates. Honestly, I just... And knowing that there was going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, I knew that I was going to be on the court again, because right when I got hurt, Jenny and I had a conversation about staying another year. So I knew that I was going at one point, get back on the court. Um, I just didn't really know when um, that was going to be at the time, but no, my teammates were so supportive (laughs) through the whole injury. Um, You know, I, when you're injured, you spend a lot more time in the weight room, a lot more time in the training room. And, you know, they still made me feel like I was really a part of it. And that I was still so valued on the team, even though, you know, I never stepped foot on the court. Um, and so I think, you know, just like their light and their positivity and their encouragement just really kept me going. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what a team is for. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, well, you mentioned it that, uh, you know, you, you are staying for another year. So next season will be that senior season that, uh, you know, everybody looks forward to um, outside of basketball. What, what's after that? Do you have a, do you have a plan for after the season? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm currently, I, I'll graduate this spring with a degree in marketing. Um, and then I actually started this spring, my MBA. So I'm kind of finishing my undergrad while starting grad school right now and then I'll finish my MBA come next spring um so I'm not something in the business world uh I even thought about maybe getting into coaching um we'll see I don't know we'll see about that but I really thought about like medical sales or something in like sports marketing or I don't know something I don't have to sit behind the desk all day honestly (laughs) but I don't know we'll see I really have no idea um but It'll all work out. 
Well, to be honest with you, just the the fact that you're you're thinking about it right now, and you kind of are already plotting when you have all this stuff in front of you, uh, just so show some maturity, um, and that you're heading in the right direction. Because put me back in that same situation, I wasn't thinking past the next workout. So uh, yeah, credit credit to you on that, and um, uh, you know, and everything that you you have going. Um, I will say one thing you, you mentioned kind of going into that coaching role. I, I think you'll find out when you get back out on the court that you probably learned a lot more watching from the sidelines and a different perspective uh, than you realize right now. Once you get out there, you'll be like, man, I learned a lot sitting over here because having, you know, now coaching after playing, you see the game completely different from the you sidelines. Do. Yeah, I know you really do. It's so different sitting out and even in practice, just like sitting and like hearing the coaches talk to each other. I'm like, Oh, that's what you guys talk about during, during water breaks, you know? So it's just, I did, I, you know, I did get even closer with the coaching staff while I was out. So that was also really helpful and I'm really thankful for it. Um, But yeah, you do, you do learn a lot about the game. Well, and how much of appreciation do you gain for coaching and the coaching side of things too? And you mentioned obviously maybe a future or a little time in coaching and you know, a lot of players make that transition to the GA position. And we've had a lot of them on here too. And they always, they always say like, man, I didn't realize all the stuff that you guys do, you know, outside of practice and games. Yeah. It's a lot more than just coaching on the basket. It's a lot more than X's and O's. That's for sure. They do a lot of things off the court and things that we don't see and yeah, we're really appreciative of them. Well, that's great. No, like you said, it kind of all comes back to the perspective and it sounds like uh, you got uh, some good thinking about it and we're, we're excited. Um, we're excited to see what the future holds for you, not only in your senior season, but uh, moving forward as well. Um, but we can't let you get out of here without doing some rapid fire, right, Adam? That's right. Yeah. So uh, we've introed it here at the beginning of the podcast here um, with Hannah, but we like to end our episodes with a little rapid fire where Brian's going to shoot you with a couple questions and uh, just let us know what comes to your head. Sounds good. All right. First one we always lead with your favorite visiting gym or arena that you've had the chance to play in. Playing at Oregon was really fun. You know, just the core is so different and they, the arena was really nice and just walking around even their campus, you know, I'd never visited or been there before. So that was a really cool opportunity. That was fun. Now, I know you guys are an Adidas school, but did you get a chance to visit Nike while you were out there or any, any extra time or no? No, we didn't. <laughs> that, we didn't. That'd be an interesting campus to visit too at right? some point right. in your life. We should um, Yeah, yeah. Talk to Jenny about that next time. But right. um, uh, must have artists on your pregame playlist. <sighs> we have a lot of Cardi B on okay. our playlist um and a lot of drake just you know it's funny enough that his name is drake but a lot of drake's on our playlist a lot of cardi b um i'm trying to think what else i think those are the main two can't go wrong with either one of those right? i mean especially drake i mean there's a lot of reasons why you can't go wrong with drake how yeah. many how many uh drake drake t-shirts you guys got floating around on the team you guys get those ray gun shirts with uh the drake logo with drake's face <laughs> on it you know, we don't actually, I think I've seen one of my teammates wear one of them, but no, they don't, Adidas doesn't give us any Drake, Drake t-shirts. <laughs> we, I should let them know. That's what we're Yeah, wearing. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, come on now. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, obviously pretty much playing at home. So what's, uh, what's the best pizza here in the Metro? Ooh, 
pizza. You know, Fong's pizza is really good. It's right here on campus. Mm -hmm. so, I like Fong's a lot. Can't go wrong with that. Getting that Fong's there on campus, it had it was a, was a big move for him. Right, um, I know. As much as we miss Paul Revere's, uh, Fong's <laughs> is Fong's is where it's at. So, um, who would be your phone a friend on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? My mom. She's got some, some She's random. Got it. She, she knows. Yeah, I think my mom is honestly the smartest girl I know. That's awesome. I love. I that. hope she doesn't let me know. She won't. She, she's got it. She's got it. Yeah, mom. <laughs> the, putting the ultimate mom knows best, right? Right there. Right. Yeah. I know. She lets me know that too. That's great. Um, favorite sports movie? Oh, I really like Double Team. It's the one with the sisters playing basketball i don't know i just think it's super oh, cute yeah. i know what you're talking it's, about <laughs> that's good sports and you know i really liked all american the netflix show yep. um you know can't go wrong with oh shoot what's it called radio oh yeah football yep. movie i really like that one too nope that's a good one when's all american are they in season three right now what, i think they're filming it right I think, now i think, I think right. some of the episodes have been been released really, but they're not on Netflix, not on Netflix yet well and that's the thing until they get on Netflix it's like I can't watch them because yeah. I, I need to binge them on Netflix I can't like catch one every week on right? CW or whatever yeah. it's on you know that's same same that's too old school yeah. um all right who would you rather be Dowling or you and I oh. well right now since you're asking me in college I'd rather beat you and I but gosh that Dowling Valley rival like we talked about earlier it's big time but I'd have to say you and I. Okay, I like it. Um, might sting a little bit for Adam, but that's all right. Uh, I understand it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> we always got to ask. We come to a game, and I actually been to many games at the Nap Center for obviously both you and uh, the men's team. But uh, where do Adam and I need to stop and, and get a bite to eat before we we swing over to the game? Well, you only got a couple options here on campus. Uh, I, I love the Drake Diner. You know, you got all the mm -hmm. options. You, can, you know, really cute in there. And I love the atmosphere. But I spend a lot of time at Drake Diner. That's a good answer, though. I like it. Well, that's definitely a good spot to go. Um, better go early because everybody goes to Drake Diner for right. a game, right? right? So that and Jethro's. Yep, those two. Those two <laughs> is the place to be. That's for sure. But yeah. um, you have uh, a specific Drake relays memory. Um, you know, just spending a lot of time. At, on the Blue Oval watching all the athletes. I mean, the talented people that come and race, you know, it's actually right in my backyard at my house. So, but no, I think just sitting and watching the races, I remember watching one girl, I don't remember her name, but she broke the record for the mile. And it was just like incredible to be there to watch. Um, but, and then, you know, Relays is just such a fun week for students too especially like athletes we have it's kind of like our homecoming week so we have a talent show <laughs> that's the athletes you know put on in um it's kind of a tradition on the basketball team that the freshmen always perform so I remember my freshman year just being so embarrassed before we like made up some dance to this song and it was just so awful that it was like so funny but so that might be I guess could be my most embarrassing moment but you know just all the 
things that go on on campus for students um, during Relays Week is so fun. Such such a neat experience. Um, I only really experienced it at the grad level. I was a I, I got my master's from Drake, and so uh, Relays is is big. It's a big week, and it's a fun one. Um, like you said, just having those those high level athletes on campus, and then all the excitement that comes with it is really great. So. Um, well, to get you out, we always kind of like to end on uh, on a feel good. And so what is the best thing about being a Drake Bulldog? Yeah, best thing about Drake, honestly, just all the people that you meet and all the support you have and just the community really rallies around you. And I think that is so special. And just, you know, I've made some of my best friends that, that are my teammates. Um, we've spent a lot of time together um and just you really feel loved and you really feel valued and appreciated and you know it's really really special and I think honestly another really big thing that I love about Drake women's basketball is I know when my time here is done like I'm gonna be a better person than I was when I got here Jenny is doing an amazing job you know teaching us basketball but also like life lessons and putting us in situations to grow and just really develop as you know, it's strong, independent female. And, you know, I just, I feel ready for the real world when I'll be done. And I just know that Drake will always be home and um, it'll always have a really special place for my heart. That's perfect. And we, we greatly appreciate you taking some time. And while the future after basketball is maybe a little up in the air, um, you handled this hour interview with just great of ease. And so maybe, maybe radio, maybe broadcasting on the sidelines, some Drake games might be in the future. So you did, you did wonderful and handled yourself greatly, um, shows your maturity. And like I said, we're going to be watching and following and, and hoping the best in that final year. And again, Hannah, we really appreciate you taking some time. Thank you. It's been so fun to be with here, be here with you guys. So thanks for having me. Yeah, like Brian said, we we appreciate it. Um, we're looking forward to this this upcoming year and uh, following the progress, and even after basketball, like Brian said too. So we appreciate Hannah, and uh, as, as as usual to our listeners, um, we appreciate you. And if you like what you hear, um, we lo- we would love a five star rating from you wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you can find us on in or excuse me on social media. Search Shooters Touch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Shooters Touch IA and our new website, ShootersTouchPodcast.com. And always remember, Shooters Shoot. I got the Shooters Touch. Can't nobody shoot like me. Fourth quarter down three, need a two and one. Better call on me, better call on me. If you know you need a shooter, I'm ice cold like a cooler. Get you right though, I can tutor this. That mic flow, I'm a hooper. I got blue.